Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Automation Morning Show for Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney, and in industrial automation news today, our first story is a press release from the good folks over at Allied Electronics and Automation. They're claiming to now offer the largest selection of industrial control solutions in North America. Now, I think there are some other vendors out there who may disagree with this, or suppliers who disagree with this, but I did go over to their automation industrial controls uh, uh, area of their website, and they do have some pretty big names, as you can see up here, and lots of different products, and uh, including their own line, the RS line. So um, I'd be interested to hear what you think. Do you think this is true? Or do you think somebody else has them beaten? Next up, we have a press release from DigiKey. They've teamed up with Make to release a new guide to boards and a AR app to go along with it. And this guide really compares all the features and, you know, the memory, the cost of all the common boards out there, including, you know, single board PCs, um, Raspberry Pis and other boards that run Linux, uh, Andrinos and all those type of boards. So very interesting. If you're into the makerspace, uh, check that out. I know as a hobby, I'm trying to implement a, a Raspberry Pi with CodeSys on it to turn it into a PLC. So I'm excited about that. And we will be talking to the OpenPLC folks about doing the same thing on Anduino. So with that said, um, check this out if you're interested in that type of, uh, that type of uh, product. And with that, we're gonna go on to our new products. Um, we have here a new product that was just announced by Festo. It's a uniquely engineered angle seat valve. Now, if you use a lot of pneumatics, this will probably be very interesting to you. Um, and you can read all the details right here on Festo's website. Next up we have, well, it's here, finally here. We've been following this story for a while. It's the official press release of, from Red Lion, about the new Entron NT5000 series next generation industrial ethernet switches. So I hope to get my hands on these sometime in the near future, but um, the press release, we've been looking at the catalog, we've been looking at their video teasers and all that, and now we have the official press release. Uh, next up, we have an article here that is about, this is from DigiKey, and it's about how to cost-effectively network sensors in a building management system. And I think that's a little misleading because really the article talks a lot about uh, single-peer Ethernet, or what has become known as 10Base T1L, okay? So you can go 10 megabits over 1,000 meters, um, and that's uh, over a single twisted pair. So that's pretty interesting. Now, my understanding is we talked about Ethernet APL previously. My understanding is Ethernet APL is built on top of this IEEE standard, 802.3CG-2019. So um, that's a mouthful. But in any case, a um, very interesting article. I really enjoyed reading it. It really does go into what 10Base T1L is and then talks about how simple devices can be used on it. And it, it makes a lot of sense. They also feature some stuff from Analog Devices, which is a new vendor we'll start following here uh, in the coming days. But in any case, I did want to share that with you. I thought it was very interesting stuff. Okay, and with that, let's go ahead and move on to a new article from Bill Weedman. We've had them on the podcast in the past, talking about Ozzy. And uh, this article really talks about how with Ozzy, it's very easy to replace one drive with another. So all the drives, unlike other networks, like really, really rich networks, like Ethernet networks, where every drive is different, and maybe even every firmware of a particular drive is different, you can't, just can't replace one with the other. Well, on Ozzy, it keeps that, that uh, model, that data 
for the VFD, they keep it very simple so that any drive can be replaced with any other drive. So I thought it was an interesting article. I have not used Ozzy myself, so I can't talk about, uh, you know, is, is this pie in the sky or is this really how it works? But uh, it's an interesting article and I figured I would share it with you all this morning. Next up on the newsstand, we have a new newsletter from Automation Direct. This is uh, their uh, newsletter for January. It's volume 25, issue one. And they have some pretty cool stories in here. Um, the one that I kind of gravitated towards was the one about um, doing uh, remote access, but also taking care of cybersecurity concerns. And so they have an article about that that goes through all of that. And uh, they have another article about a white paper about selecting the right transformer for your application. So I thought that was interesting as well. They have some new products they're promoting here. And um, they also have some other a free sensor ebook and some other information. So that is what is on the newsstand today. The new, uh, newest newsletter from the good folks over at Automation Direct. All right, with that said, in our pub crawl, as I went through all the new literature that was out there and all the major vendor sites, I came across just one new publication that I thought would be interesting to the audience. And that was uh, about the red line, the new set of switches we've been following. And uh, you can see it here, it's an application diagram. And so if you're interested in that, you'll find the link to this and all the stories today over at automate.news. And on to our spotlight today, I'm spotlighting my S7 1200 and 1500 online course. Um, this is a course I'm actually currently working on to implement all the quizzes and all the exercises. This is a fairly long course. There's over, I think, 11 or 12 hours of just pure lectures, right? That's me teaching you all about Siemens. And I have consulted with a lot of, because my background is in Rockwell, I spent a lot of time consulting with the Siemens folks to make sure I got everything right. I have the Burger books, which I cross-reference for everything. And the folks at Siemens were awesome. They sent me, sent me the hardware and the software that actually do the course. So they've been uh, phenomenal to work with. But in any case, um, this course, it's still $99.99 right now. The price will be going up because it is really an extended version of one of my courses. I hope in the future to split it apart and make a 1200 version and a 1500 version for those people who want to save a little money. But in any case, you can see all the lessons here. Um, I really have to update this page and do a lot of things. But um, in any case, I just recently added some new Q&A lessons. So we, I took uh, th uh, three questions that had come in at the end of the course and I made a new lesson video on those. So if you are enrolled in this course, you want to check that out, that's lesson 19.90. And I just wanted to share that with you again. The course is $99.99 right now. And it will be going up as I put the final wrappers on it, released a certificate, the completion certificate, and all the quizzes. And so that's our product spotlight for today. Now I want to go into a new segment for us, which we're calling the audio file, right? And today we're featuring the automation podcast in an interview I just released with... Uh, Dave Griffith, who is the co-host of the Manufacturing Hub show. Uh, Dave and I have, uh, have been friends on LinkedIn for quite a while, and he's just a really just an energetic, full-of-life character, and um, he has a great show. He co-hosts with another, uh, you know, expert in automation, and um, I really enjoyed this show, and I thought it was a lot of fun to do it, and uh, uh, Dave was just great for coming on the show, and you can watch it here at free. You can watch it on YouTube. You can listen to it here, and you can also listen to it across all of the major podcasting sites, including Apple, Google, Pandora, and all those, Spotify, and so on. 
So with that said, I just wanted to highlight that today. Uh, again, uh, thank you, Dave, for coming on the show. It was great to interview and have you on. And I do want to say we are actually recording new episodes over the coming weeks. We've got some great guests coming on. I'm really excited about them. Don't want to spill the beans yet, but uh, uh, look forward to uh, releasing a new episode every Wednesday this year, um, if, uh, if the Lord permits, right? So uh, with that said, let's go on to another new segment we're doing. And this is what I'm calling Tech Tips. And so I wanted to talk to you, I know I get approached quite often, actually, about people who work at a, a very mature facilities, right? These facilities are just cranking out massive amounts of products. And uh, they're really like set, right? They, they're not doing lots of upgrades because they make a product, they make it well, and they just make lots of it, right? So it could be cans that, you, that soft drinks go into. It could be nails and screws. I mean, I've been to all kinds of plants where they're doing this. And in these facilities, they have... Typically, slick 500s are PLC-5s, right? And again, there's facilities that use every different type, Omron, you know, every different, you know, Wago, every different type Siemens, every different type of PLC that has, has, are in facilities like this. But the ones I work with, just because of my background, have been really a PLC-5, slick 500-focused plants. And, you know, today everybody focuses on the new stuff, right? Which makes sense, right? That's what, that's what uh, new and exciting, and that's what people focus on. But so what do you do, though, if you're in one of these old plants and you want to learn the Slick 500 and PLC-5. Well, one of the things I tell people is, you know, you can get the RS Logics Micro Starter Late Edition software free. It, it's almost identical to the Slick 500 and PLC-5 software. The PLC-5, the I.O. is a little bit different. But, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed looking over somebody's shoulder to tell the difference between this free software and the software for the Slick 500 and PLC-5. And so not only can you get that software, right? You may not have a Micrologix 1000 or 1100 hanging around to use with it because um, that's the limitations of the free software. But you can also get the free uh, emulator with it too. So I wanted, in today's tech tip, I wanted to show you how to do that. If you are somebody who has to learn Slick 500s, PLC5s, then this would be a great way to just install it on your computer at home and maybe uh, teach yourself how to use it. So let me show you how to go through and do that. So what we want to do is we want to go to ab.com and I'll take you to this website here. I believe it's rockauto.com forward slash Ellen Bradley or something like that. But in any case, go to ab.com. That'll redirect you here. And what we want to do is we want to go to support. Okay, I'm going to click on that. I'm going to go to product support. And I'm going to go for the drivers and firmware. Now, why am I going there? Well, you'll see in a moment. You'll see in a moment. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to type in 1763. That is the Micrologix 1100, Okay. And uh, it's a great little PLC, right? So I'm going to select that, and then I'm going to select Firmware 10. I believe the downloads we are looking for are under 10 and 11. So I'm going to click on Download. Okay, and then, right, if I click on Downloads, right, I'm going to see that I get some options. Okay, and I actually got to put my glasses on to read this because the text is so small. But um, if you look down here, you're going to see... RS Links Classic Light for Micrologix, right? You'll check that. Unfortunately, it's very large, but you need it. RS Logix Emulate 500, that's the free PLC emulator. And then you're going to want to choose RS Logix Micro Starter Light. Don't get the don't get the Chinese one. You want the English one if you speak English. If you speak Chinese, then get the Chinese one. Okay? And uh, you can see emulates here again too. Um, but in any case, you want those three items and you can download those all you need is a log in the Rockwell's website. You actually don't have to have a spot contract. And then you'll be able to install them on your home computer. Now, while they don't officially support Windows 10, 
I've used them on Windows Windows 10 without issues. I mean, if you're not an administrator on your PC, you're going to have a hard time installing any software. But in any case, most people are administrators on their own PC, and uh, it should work on Windows 10 Home. Now, I haven't tried Windows 11. I'm not, uh, I'm not living on the bleeding edge trying to run a company here. I don't want to be the first to figure everything out on Windows 11. But uh, in any case, um, I did want to share that with you. And if you're looking for these steps, you know, I've documented them over at theautomationblog.com. You can see it right here. And the name of the article is How to Download RS Logics Micro, RS Links, and Emulate 500 for free. It's a 2021 edition updated because Rockwell continuously updates their website. So I've kind of gone through here. You can see even some of these selections are a little bit older. And, um, but again, you want to come down here to version 10 and you want to go to downloads and, uh, and check those boxes. So that is a great way if you have a plant full of slick 500s, PLC5s, maybe even Micrologics, and you want to learn them, you can get the software for free, you get the emulator for free, and you can play with it offline. So I wanted to share that in today's tech tip. And with that, I now want to go to another new segment we're doing, which is our question and answers. Now, this question came in over at our community, automation.locals.com, but it was sent to me privately. So I'm going to leave out a lot of the uh, gory details to kind of protect the identity of the person who asked. And the basically came down to this. The plant has a PanelView Plus 600 that failed, or that is giving them an error message. It says, hey, uh, firmware may be corrupted. Do you want to load new firmware? And if they say yes or no, it still wants them to load new firmware, right? So um, their concern is they don't know if they have any of the files backed up on this PanelView Plus. And they don't know, um, they believe that they may have some custom code on there, maybe some custom programs running on it. So they're very con con concerned about loading new firmware and wiping out the memory of the uh, PanelView Plus 600. So a couple things here. Because it's not a 7-inch and up, if you look here, you can see the PanelView Plus and PanelView Plus 6, 7-inch and up. You could take apart and you can actually, uh, you know, pull the internal, you know, like the internal hard drive, the internal storage, the compact flash card out. You can put it in your computer or put it in an adapter and put it in your computer. And you can copy the entire contents of what the internal storage of that unit is. So you have everything that's on that uh, internal storage. Now, unfortunately, the PanelView Plus 600 is not designed to be dismantled. And, um, you know, could you take it apart? Would you might find a compact flash in there? Or is there a memory card soldered to the board? I don't know. I never wanted to avoid the warranty of my PanelView Plus 600s to do so. But uh, you can kind of see in that. I, I didn't have a chance to take a look at a couple of the ones I have here. But um, in any case, what do you do? Well, here's the thing, right? Um, if you don't know if you have a backup of the application and you don't know if there's custom uh, uh, code running on that PanelView, you know, you could try to use, and I do have an article that shows you how to run a script to copy things off of the PanelView Plus. It was designed just to copy off the MER files, so you could back up the MER files. But um, you could, I guess, copy the entire contents of that CF flash to a USB stick. It would probably take a long time because you're doing it. This is old technology, and it's 32 megabytes typically, so it could take, could take an hour or so. So, and, and, but then would you really know that you had everything, right? Where maybe they had some hidden files that you didn't copy. So to me, at the end of the day, after thinking about this, I said, you know, you really just should get another of these PanelView Pluses and uh, try uh, copying the runtime off of the one that's giving you that error using the script and then put it on the new one and see if it works. 
you know, I mean, if you can't get in touch with the people who actually wrote the original program for this Panel View Plus, I mean, that'd be the best, right? If they're a, a, a company that's still in business and they can just send you the latest and greatest code that's on that unit, you're golden, right? And most, most respected OEMs at SIs do keep all of that. And they make sure they're, they make sure that they keep the latest and greatest. They're very, very uh, particular about that because they know how burnt they can be if they get in the field with an old copy of the software. So in any case, um, if you can't get in touch with them then, then, then you're going to be doing a little bit of a science project. You're going to have to get another one of these, put the MER on it, see if it works without anything else, um, and go from there. Because the last thing you want to do is format the internal memory of the one that's not booting. And that's the other thing too. If something corrupted the memory where the firmware is for the PLMU Plus, could it not have also corrupted where your custom code is or where your projects are, right? So you got to keep that in mind too. So that's our Q&A for today. It's, um, I wish I had a happier answer for, for the questioner, but that's the best we can do with the information we have. And so with that, I want to go on to uh, just show you, this is the article I have up at the automation blog that talks about how to run a, uh, a, uh, an auto run script on a USB when you stick it into a PanelView Plus. Because the PanelView Plus 6 and 7 are different than the original PanelView Plus, they have different, different versions of CE. You, we have two different files because the locations or the naming conventions for the uh, for the internal storage change. Now the PanelView Plus 7, I believe it, the manufacturer was moved back to America and they uh, they changed to uh, a version of Windows 10. So I tried to get a sample out of them so I could do some how-to videos. I just could not get. I, I, I was looking at their financials from last year. They did really, really well, but I was not able to pry even a small little screen out of their hands. So in any case, um, I, I can't help you there. I can't help you there, but I, I would love to if I could have. But in any case, I wanted to share that with you. So uh, now we're on to birthdays. And if today is your birthday, I want to wish you a very happy birthday today. I hope you have a great day. Maybe you get to take it off and go have some fun, or maybe you'll do something this weekend. But I just want to wish you a very happy birthday. I hope you're able to enjoy it today and um, or this weekend. And uh, with that, if you are connected with me and you have your birthday in your profile on LinkedIn, you will show up on this list. And here, I want to wish my connections a happy birthday. Thomas, Richard, uh, Krishna, Anderson, Hi, uh, Naya Tepe, Carl, Trevor, uh, Mermotion, Muhammad, Tiago, Amrit, Jeffrey, and Justin. And you can tell I'm reading these names for the first time. So if I mispronounce your name, my apologies. But I do want to wish all my connections a very happy birthday. And with that, I want to go over to automation.locals.com. This is where you can submit questions. If you need me to leave out the details when we talk about it in the show, you can just message me here and we'll keep the details of, of what you're doing private. Now to post questions, to answer questions, and to be an active member of the community and just not follow. Following's free. It does cost one cup of coffee a month. So if you can spare a cup of coffee, join our community and be part of it. And we'd appreciate your support and just hanging out with us. We really do appreciate it. With that, I want to remind you that if you think we missed some news today, whether you're a vendor, a distributor, a reseller, rep, user, uh, OEM, SI, programmer, whatever, um, you can send us that tip you think we missed right here. Okay, put your name in. You can tell us if you want to be private or public, if you want to get kudos or not. Um, the email has to be valid. It won't accept it because of spam. 
Um, and then you can put your news tip here. Please include a link. Don't say, hey, there's something new on XYZ website. That's not very helpful. So please include a link to whatever you saw. Or if it's uh, scuttlebutt, if it's top secret stuff that, uh, that again, we don't want to break any non-disclosures. But if you've heard something, you want to share that and, uh, and put it in the rumor section, we can do that as well. But uh, we will take all rumor with a grain of salt. So with that, uh, you will find the link to that site and to all of today's articles and uh, press releases and whatnot right here at automate.news, a very simple site where I just put all the links. Of course, you will also find, once I'm done rendering and uploading the video, you'll find the text version of today's uh, show as well as the video and audio over at theautomationblog.com using this link. And with that, I want to thank you all for taking time out of your busy day to uh, join us for uh, automation this morning and the automation morning show. I want to wish you all a very happy, safe, and healthy week. And until next time, my friends, peace.